Uh, Happy New Year. Um, Here we are, 2021. And I think if you think back a year ago, at the beginning of 2020, and how little we knew about what that year was going to look like, um, here we are at the beginning of a new year. Um, I actually want to share with you um, a poem. Um, This is a poem by a poet called Minnie Louise Haskins. And it's a poem that was quoted by King George VI in his Christmas message, 1939. So the country had recently gone to war, just a few minutes earlier. I guess it was confusing times. Maybe people didn't quite know what the future held, what this was going to be like, how this was going to go. Maybe lots of people had seen their sons head off to war. And King George VI read the beginning of this poem um, in his Christmas message. And it says this, And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. The poem goes on beyond what King George quoted. It says this, So I went forth, and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night, and he led me towards the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. So heart be still. What need our little life, our human life to know, if God has comprehension? In all the dizzy strife of things both high and low, God hideth his intention. God knows. His will is best. The stretch of years which wind ahead, so dim to our imperfect vision, are clear to God. Our fears are premature. In him, all time has full provision. Then rest. Until God moves to lift the veil from our impatient eyes, when as the sweeter features of life's stern face we hail, fair beyond all surmise, God's thought around his creatures, our mind shall fill. And there's this beautiful um, imagery that King George drew on at a time when this nation was in real uncertainty. No one knew what the year ahead was going to be like. And he says, I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than any known way. That poem feels really apt, I think, for us at the beginning of this year. This is a year that feels to me holds a lot of unknowns but I don't come into this year with fear or trepidation I don't come in blind to the fact that I think it's going to be a very difficult year certainly a very difficult first quarter, third of the year first half of the year but it feels like a year of real opportunity It feels like a year where God is with us and close by with us. Where God is. It feels like a year where God is. And as children of God. 
as followers of Jesus. I think we can go into this year with a sense of hope that may be elusive to some. I think we can go into this year with a, with a strength of faith that will embolden us, that will comfort us, that will be with us. We can go into this year with a sense of love, of connection to our creator, connection to our God. When I was thinking about what to talk about on this first Sunday of a new year, just so many different areas and ideas and aspects of what, how we could approach this. But what I actually landed on was a, was a talk that you may remember from maybe about 18 months ago. And we looked at, had a, a word at the time from a member of the congregation that focused on 2 Kings chapter 2. And it says this. It says this. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elijah said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know. Elisha replied, be quiet. I don't think he was in the mood for conversation. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets of Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. And you can feel the frustration coming out in his voice. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. Even, even Elijah isn't really getting the message, is he? The two of them walked on. 50 men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up and struck the water with it and the water divided to the right and to the left and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As we were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. You might wonder how Elisha was going to miss that. But anyway, um, Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah, struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. 
The company of the prophets from Jericho who were watching said, The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Look, they said, we, your servants, have 50 able men. Let them go and look for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has picked him up and set him down on some mountain or in some valley. No, Elisha replied, do not send them. But they persisted until he was too embarrassed to refuse. So he said, send them. All right. And they sent 50 men who searched for three days, but they did not find him. And when they returned to Elisha, who was staying in Jericho, he said to them, didn't I tell you not to go? The people of the city said to Elisha, look, our Lord, this town is well situated, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Bring me a new bowl, he said, and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring and threw the salt into it, saying, This is what the Lord says. I have healed this water. Never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained pure to this day, according to the word Elisha had spoken. The reason why I think that story is so relevant for us today is a couple of reasons. You may remember from when we looked at it before that what's going on there is this sort of pattern. Actually, all these places that Elijah and Elisha have to go to are significant places in the history of Israel. Gilgal is this place of consecration. That's where the Israelites gathered first under Joshua, after Moses had passed. Under Joshua, they gathered at Gilgal and they set up camp on the other side of the Jordan so they could prepare for their attack on Jericho. And they set up camp and it was there that they consecrated themselves before the Lord. It was there that they came back to God and said, we are yours and we will do whatever it is you call us to do. This place of consecration, the foundations of their faith, the place where they came to God and said, God, I am all in. Whatever it is you want to do, we'll do it. This place of consecration. And for us, that might be the moment when we came to faith. It's, this is like the foundations of our faith, the foundations of what we believe. Like this might be the moment when we came to faith and gave everything to God. It may be the, the moment when actually God called us to do something, like we just heard with Simon and Lisa, where God put a call on and said, actually, I want you to step away from this now because I've got something new for you. And they stepped out and did it. That place of consecration. So it may be a moment, it may be, it may be a place, it may be a bit of decision that you made, a choice that you made when you said, actually, I'm all in for whatever God has for me. That place of consecration. That's what is symbolized here by Gilgal. A great place to stop, right? I mean, a holy place where they met God, where they had this great encounter with God. And Elijah says to Elisha, look, you are here. God's calling me to go on, but you are here. This is a great place. This is a holy place. God is here. God is in this place. Elisha goes, no, 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 no. I'm not stopping. I'm going with you wherever this goes. And he pushes on. They go to Bethel. And Bethel is this thin place where heaven is almost tangible, this place of worship, this place of intimacy. This thin place. This is where um, Jacob 
had that encounter with God, that dream, that vision with God, where the ladder was going up and angels were ascending and descending. This, that, this was where um, this place in the history of Israel where God was close and tangible and, in, and, and God was encountered in ways that maybe he hadn't been before. And again, for us, that might be, we, we might all be able to point back to this moment when we encountered God in this really profound way. We had this renewal of the Spirit, or this encounter with God in the Spirit, or we had this, this moment when we felt closer to God than we ever had before. It might still be something you look back to now and go, that was a moment for me. This thin place where God is close. This place of worship, this place of intimacy. But Elijah says to Elisha, stay here. And who wouldn't want to stay in that place, right? But Elisha's like, no, 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 That's, this isn't where the life is. I'm going to push on, I'm going to go where you are. I'm, vol- I'm following you. We're going to go to Jericho. So they go to Jericho, and Jericho is this place of great victory, right? This is where God, they marched around the walls for seven days, and then the walls fell down, and they had this great victory. And the people of Jericho said, we know that the God of Israel is the God of all gods. We know that the God is with you. We have been terrified of you for years because we know God is on your side. This is the place where God's purposes are brought to fulfillment, where everything becomes very evident, this moment of great victory, this moment where God's power is revealed and seen not just by us but by everybody around and there may be moments in our life where we've seen great victory where we've really pulled through where God has shown up in the most powerful way and nobody can deny that God was at work in that moment they might have all had these moments these places in the past And Elijah says to Elisha, stay here. Stay here. And Elisha's like, no, I'm not staying here. I'm going with you wherever you go. And isn't it interesting that the prophets, I mean, the prophets are in tune with what God's up to. The prophets are in tune with what God's up to. The prophets in Bethel are coming out to him. There's 50 prophets in Jericho. And they're coming out to him and going, oh, we can tell you what God's up to. But they're not doing anything. They're just commentating. It's all going on and they might witness it and they know that Elijah's about to be taken up by God. They've heard God on that, but, but they've actually missed what's going on here. Sometimes we can listen to people who sound really holy and like they've really got it all sorted and they've got this direct line to God and like they all know what's going on, but sometimes, sometimes we can get stuck, I think, as prophets in kind of becoming commentators on things rather than participants. And Elisha says, I'm not going to stay here. I'm coming with you. We're going further. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle for that moment of consecration. I'm not going to settle for that moment of profound intimacy and connection, that thin place. I'm not going to settle for that place of great victory. I'm not going to settle for that. I want more. I am all in. And they go further to the Jordan. And Elijah says, what is it that you want? And he says, I want a double portion of your spirit. I want a double blessing. I want to see 
more, even more than you as Elijah have seen. I want to see more than that. I'm not content for us just to repeat the things of the past. I want to go further. I want more. I want to see more. I want to experience more. I want to know more. And I want to commit more. I'm all in. And I think that's the invitation for us at the beginning of this new year. Are we all in? Are we going to settle just on the, you know? It's, it's really easy, I think, to look at YCC, look at the church, look at the wider church in Yeovil, look at the church in this nation and go, you know what? We're actually, we're pretty good and we've got all these great moments and we've had, we're, we're established in our town and we're, we're known and we're doing some really good things and we're doing good families work and we're doing good food bank stuff and we're doing good... You know, hosting the vaccinations and all this stuff is really good and it's great and we could feel really pleased with ourselves and we could settle where we are. But I think God's saying to us, do you want more? Like, what is it in you? Are you all in for this or not? Are you all in on the intimacy and on the worship? Are you all in on that consecration and that faith and that commitment? Are you all in on the love that's being expressed through me? Are you all in to see what it is that God is going to do? That no one will be able to deny that God is and God is at work. Are you all in for that? There's this place of consecration and there's this place, this thin place. And this place of victory. But actually there's, a, there's an invitation here for us to be for a double blessing. There's an invitation for us here to go with God wherever God leads and to be all in, to be sold out, to be all committed. Let me move on to the next slide. This double blessing that we see is this invitation to be all in, to not settle, for maybe for what we've known, for what's good enough, for um, what we've experienced before. This invitation to go further, to have more faith, to have more hope, to love more. And I love the bit at the end of the story because Elisha does this. He goes further. He pushes on. He goes beyond. He doesn't settle for what is good, what is blessed. But he doesn't get stuck. He goes, no, no, I'm coming. I'm coming for the extra, for the double portion of the spirit that's on you. And the consequence of that is as he takes... Elijah's robe as he takes Elijah's cloak and he parts the water and then the prophets go oh my goodness the spirit of Elijah is on him but then he walks back into the city and they say you know we've got 50 prophets but our water our water is poison do you know this is a place of great victory but our water Our water's killing us. This place, nothing has life. Nothing 
grows. There's no opportunities. And Elisha says, bring me a bowl with some salt. And he pours the salt into the spring, into the water. And the whole city is blessed. The whole city is blessed. God had been there previously. This is a place of victory. This is a place where there are 50 prophets who, can, who are tuned in to what God is doing. But the water's killing them. But Elisha personally is all in and commits for more. And the consequence of him choosing to push for more, to go further, to take the double blessing, to pursue more, to be all in with everything he has, the consequence of that is then that he is anointed to not just bring life to himself, but to bring life to the whole city. The whole city is transformed because of what God does in him. This is our invitation for 2021 as a church. Let's put our hand in the hand of God as we step into the darkness and it will be better than any light. It'll be clearer than any path. Let's be all in for more of what God has. Let's be all in with everything we have. Let's have greater faith. Let's live lives of greater love. Let's carry more hope. So that what is done is not just for our benefit, but the whole town of Yeovil, the whole area of South Somerset and Dorset, of the southwest of the UK, the whole city is changed. The whole city is blessed. I believe that this is a year which has many challenges coming at us. But at the same time, it's a year that presents us with many opportunities. Let's be a church that is all in this year. As I pray, do musicians want to come up and help us in our response? Lord, may our choice this morning be to be all in for you, to go further. To not settle for what's already good, what's already been. For that moment of consecration, that moment of salvation, that moment of obedience, whatever that moment was. And I say, well, I've already done that, so I'm already in. But to go further for the double. To not settle for that great, those great moments of intimacy in worship and go, oh, you see, but I know God in those moments of worship and I know God where I am because I feel God and I sense the spirit and I love worship, which is great, but let's be people who choose to not settle there, but to go further and beyond. Let's not be people who can recount tales of victories, but they're becoming increasingly in the past. Let's be people who go further. Lord, we invite you. We invite you to guide us this year. 
We invite you to embolden us this year. We invite you to fill us with your courage, with your spirit, with your faith, with your hope, with your love. That not just we are blessed, but the whole city is blessed. Lord, may this be a year where you are known. May this be a year which we talk about for years to come. The year that we got to see what you are up to. Amen.